stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, well, joining us for more on this emergency response package that finally did get agreed to and passed in the nation's capital, David Aiken joins us, uh, chief uh, political correspondent for Global News. Uh, David, thank you for making some time for us here today. So uh, we spoke yesterday. What changed over the last 24 hours? It's been, well, it's been a long 24 hours. If you have yes, to be a has. parliamentary reporter or an MP, that's for sure. One of the 32 MPs, I should point out, that were uh, in and around the House of Commons literally all night long. And so when we last spoke, MPs were negotiating. Uh, when I say MPs, all parties, conservatives and Democrats, the Bloc and liberals, because all the opposition parties did not like uh, some aspects of a uh, basically a, a big bailout piece of legislation liberals put forward. The, the opposition parties had no problem with the money that was going to go out the door in this legislation, the actual relief package. What they had a problem with was the, what they called overreach by the liberal government to take on new powers uh, by various ministers, powers to tax, powers to spend, all without parliamentary oversight or sunsets. Well, in the middle of the night, Rob, while you and I were sleeping, uh, the parties figured it out. And it really looks like the Liberals sort of said, okay, we shouldn't do that, or they agreed at least to new parliamentary oversight mechanisms. End result for most Canadians is what I would say is an enhanced uh, benefit package for individual Canadians. Uh, and I'll talk about that in a second. That means um, essentially 2000 bucks a month for the next four months for those who have lost their jobs or need some assistance. You know, details, go see your government website, and there's, there's definitely issues with getting through for the, the, the claims process and all that. The government's promising to ra- ramp it up so that the, for example, million Canadians who've applied for EI in the last week uh, can get their claim down the road. So that's what's, that's what's in line for uh, individual Canadians, uh, you know, uh, up to 2000 bucks a month to help you pay the rent and the bills. But now small and mid-sized businesses, and as Finance Minister Bill Morneau said today, he knows April 1st is around the corner, rent is due, and that's going to be a big problem for a lot of business owners. And I think now what we're seeing is the government turn its attention to that problem. Trudeau was asked about it in his daily presser today. What, what are you going to do for businesses, wage subsidies, you name it, a la Denmark, a la Germany. And answer at this point is, quote, uh, something happening in the days to come. So pretty busy day today, uh, a pretty busy 24 hours as money out the door for individuals. And now, I guess, looking at money for uh, and support for uh, businesses. Okay, so a couple of things now. So they've sort of co- collapsed, I guess, that, that were two different approaches into one. So this right. $2,000 a month is meant to be kind of a streamlined sort of uh, assistance for people who have lost their jobs or lost their income. Now, what, the other side of that involved programs like the, the Canada Child Care Benefit, the GST credit. So is that, is that the other component to this? Actually, what it is, is it's a merging of all of those things, the Enriched EI or Enriched Canada Child Benefit, into one, what they're calling... Canada Emergency Relief Benefit. So here's a brand new term for you. You, you had your GSD, mm-hmm. you had your EI, you had your CCB, now you got your CERB, Canada Emergency Relief Benefit. So it's sort of the, the lumping all these things together. And uh, essentially what that means, it's a little easier for the bureaucrats to process. Uh, it means there's less hurdles for you to sort of qualify for if you need it. So look for CERBs, and that's if you're reading online, CERB, that's essentially what you're uh, – you're sort of running through for is these $2,000 of that benefit worth up to 2000 bucks a month. 
Right. So Canadians are still going to have to apply, and it sounds as though this this money will start flowing sometime in April, I guess. Well, yeah, it's, I guess as soon as possible. It, it might yeah. be April. Um, the Prime Minister today is saying 143,000 claims have been processed just in the last several days. That's an incredible amount, but the problem is there are a million people who put in claims. So we're just cresting past 10% of the claims, and uh, the government is um you know the uh the civil servants they're they're pulling people from you know sort of all non-essential uh parts of the business and government and all throwing them in on the ei processing claims to get to ramp up and to get uh, things done and of course you know i know people may go government and they may feel bad about the federal government but you know these are civil servants who also are trying to deal with their own families and they may also be worried about their own isolation and their own health they're working from home or not we're not sure and as the prime minister said, you know, all hands are on deck. Like there isn't anybody who's, you know, there's there's no um, nobody who's sort of trying to make an excuse not to get to work and work around the clock to do this. But it's going to take a little while because there's a million people out there, and there'll probably be more when we talk tomorrow uh, who are looking for an EI help. Well, as you say, there may be more to come here in terms of uh, government response. Now, what what kind of power does the government now have uh, to to make some of these decisions with without having to go to Parliament? Is is do we have a clear understanding of that yet? Yeah, and really, not a lot of new powers to make decisions without Parliament. The, the key thing here is um, the opposition parties. They were quite prepared to say, "We understand these are unique circumstances." And then the finance minister should have the authority to spend money as he sees fit to deal with this problem, and he has that authority. But he's going to have to come back on April the 20th if he wants to extend that authority. And under the previous liberal idea was he wasn't going to come have to come back until December 2021 to talk about uh, the spending he might have wanted to do. So, so the opposition parties, and I should I should say it's New Democrats and conservatives who are real hard line here. New Democrats joining conservatives. The BQ were sort of prepared to say, eh, if you come back in September, that's good enough for the Bloc Québécois. But the Democrats and Conservatives said, no, 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 back in April, come back again in July, and then we'll see where we're going. So you're going to see MPs, uh, not all 338 have to come back here, but enough opposition MPs will, will be looking what's going on. And in the meantime, uh, there's two committees of the House of Commons, the Finance Committee and the Health Committee. These are committees made up of MPs. They're going to start meeting by teleconference. And these committees would normally oversee, well, the Finance Committee would oversee some spending authorities, and the Health Committee would oversee what's going on to stem this crisis. They're going to start meeting virtually or by teleconference. And again, that is another way of, um, you know, not necessarily being there to criticize the government, but to offer advice to improve programs, offer oversight, and again, the key accountability mechanism. Absolutely. All right, David Aiken, appreciate the update. Thanks for making some time for us here this afternoon. Yeah, no problem. Cheers. All right, that is David Aiken, uh, Global News Chief Political Correspondent, covering what's been uh, an eventful 24 hours in the nation's capital. And this really was something uh, that went well into the wee hours of the morning. Uh, so again, as I say, I mean, you know, kudos to everybody for getting this done. Uh, certainly kudos to the opposition parties. And I think largely it would appear, and, and certainly what we heard from Pierre Polyev with Danielle just a little while ago kind of confirmed it, uh, that it was less so the bloc pushing uh, the government for change, more so the conservatives, especially the NDP as well, saying that, that a lot of this is an overreach and, and you really need to back down from this. And so the government has agreed to it. 
seems pretty reasonable that you can extend some emergency uh, power to the government in a situation like this, uh, but, you know, keep it short lived, first of all, and, and have that that provision have to come back for reapproval, either come before committee, come before parliament, uh, keep that on a really short leash. And, and so I think it, it, it appears as though we're striking the right balance here. All right. Our number, 403-974-8255-974-TALK. Uh, coming up after 1 o'clock, we'll talk a bit more about the uh, battle against uh, COVID-19 and the importance uh, of data and understanding where we're going here. We'll talk about that coming up after 1 o'clock. After 1.30, we'll talk a bit more about all the ramifications for the food industry. Of course, the uh, production of food, retail of food, the restaurant, uh, all sides of it. Uh, Sylvain Charlebois from Dalhousie University will join us uh, coming up after 1.30. We'll have some more time for your calls coming up later on this afternoon. Don't forget, as mentioned, uh, Premier Jason Kenney will be joining Dr. Dina Hinshaw at the Daily 3.30 update. We'll have that for you live coming up uh, later on this afternoon. My name is Rob Breckenridge. A lot more still to get to in the program here today. Right now, though, it is time for Great Ideas. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.